Yo, Vern. Yeah, what is going on over <laughs> I got another phone call there. We can start over. All right. All right, three, two. What's going on, First Community? It's your boy, Cell, along with my co-host. It's your boy, Vern Lee. Okay, so um, coming in with the podcast for the new Masters of the Evil preview, Ants and Giants. So... Um, it's just a set of cards we got here and uh, some reference material to old cards. And uh, obviously, most interesting card is the first card and the last card they showed. So let's get in with the first card. Somehow, we have uh, Avengers character in the Masters of uh, Evil box, Dr. Henry Pym. One drop, uh, not one drop, uh, level one, 06 for stats, five health. A.K.A. Ant-Man, A.K.A. Giant-Man. One superpower, research, main phase, yellow, draw a card. Uh, Discovery of a lifetime, level up 3 XP. When Hank does research, he gains 1 XP. When he levels up, he can level up into either level 2 Ant-Man or level 2 Giant-Man. Doesn't sound like much. Until you actually see the cards, which are fantastic. So, when you level up into Ant, uh, level 2 Ant-Man, still an Avenger. Stats go from 0-6 to 4-10, a.k.a. Giant-Man. And now your super part, uh, superpower is Pym Particles Increase. Main phase, you can flip a blue or a yellow. Ant-Man transforms into Avengers Giant-Man level 2. He also has the keyword shrink. When Ant-Man gets attacked for the first time each turn, you may cancel the attack. The next level two is Giant-Man, Avengers Affiliation 7-7, a.k.a. Ant-Man. Pym Particles decrease. Main phase, blue or yellow, Giant-Man transforms into Avengers Ant-Man level two. So, Hank Pym can go, once he levels to level 2, he can transform between Ant-Man and Giant-Man. Giant-Man's keyword is grow. When Giant-Man attacks for the first time each turn, he gets 7-7 this combat. His stats are already 7-7 with 5 health. So, thoughts on Dr. Henry Pym? Give me all of that, Hank. This dude is a problem. Ant-Man's stats being 4-7 is ridiculous. Oh, uh, they're 4 and 10. 4-10. Yeah, 4-10 is ridiculous. So you're telling me that even if dude shrinks, you still got to get through this 10 defense, which most people can't do without a team attack or some type of pump until, what, turn 6? You got Onus, and you got, like, one-hitter quitters like uh, Iron Fist, and cable, but that costs something. Onus is the only one I can think of off the top of my head that could swing and hit him for 10 on the dot. You, you know what I'm saying? You got to be to what? Uh, Cersei on turn six can swing for 12 on this dude. <laughs> 
And then uh, let's see. Uh, you got you got Unis, you got uh, Harrigan, the Harrigan SC. You got Cersei. Both of those are six drops. So yeah, you other than Unis, you got to get all the way up to turn six, pretty much to get a free swing on solo. And that's after you get through through the uh, shrink. It's problematic. Yeah. Huge problem. It's 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 it's, it's problematic. Uh, especially since obviously what they want you to do is go is switch and go offense for defense. Yep. Like I don't like anybody that watches like basketball. Um, it's at certain key moments of the game. That's what they'll do is they have extra timeouts when it when it's an offense possession. They'll take a timeout and put the offensive players in, and then after the after you know whatever happens, whether they score or not, if the if the game stops, they will switch out because they're on defense and put their defensive players in. Right. So that that's kind of what you're trying to do once you level up. Which the level up is not what I would call easy. It's not. But I think the payoff here is is pretty good yeah. because you're swinging for 14, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna switch. You're going to switch over and you're going to defend at 10 defense with a shrink. And then they have to come and get you with 10 again. And if they do, you're on a team that has uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. You're on a team that has Think Again. It's uh, it's a tall task. It's going to be difficult to stun this guy. Yeah. And keep in mind, too, because you have Star Tech, what you may wind up doing is swinging from the back row like say for example um you've already used three yellows right and you switch over to ant-man give him a counter with star tech swing from the back row with five on the team attack and then just keep them small because you may not have the the defense you know the um location necessary to switch over to giant man you know or you can be giant man and just stay giant man and be in the back row, get range, and swing for 15, which is enough to take out Foom. You want away if you, uh, you know, if you get a counter, you swing it from range. You want away from uh, taking out Gilgamesh on your own, you know, uh, in a solo attack with range. You're not even getting struck back. So it's, uh, and that's all stuff that's on team. You're not even adding anything extra from anybody else's deck. This is stuff that Avengers already has. They already always had some ridiculous plot, plot twists. So, not even surprised on that. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to crack him open, crack the box open, and, and play with this dude. Because I wasn't, I forgot that they had other uh, MCs in this box. I thought it was just uh, Zemo. You know, so um, it'll be interesting to see what they, uh, what else they do. Any additional thoughts on this? I'm just anxious to to get a crack at this guy. I, you know, I like interesting mechanics like this. It's different. It's not a normal MC, so right. I just want to play him. And these are the type of MCs that I like messing right, with. Right, right. And keep in mind, this isn't the same superpower because it's on a different card, but it's also a different name. So you can switch back and forth multiple times if you got the locations to do it. Like say you're Ant Man at the start of your turn. You switch over to being Giant Man, you attack, then you switch back over to being Ant Man. Yeah, it costs you two locations, but it might be worth it, you know. So, um, 
like I said, it'll be yeah. it'll be interesting to see how how people uh, play with this dude. You know, so next uh, next up, support character Ultron, Masters of Evil team affiliation, two cost, flight range, stats three one one health. He has swarm, which means you can have any number of characters named Ultron on your side. This power can't be turned off. And the living automaton. When another character with swarm appears on your side, if it shares a name with a character on your side, draw a card. I can see that being a problem because there's a lot of swarm characters that don't get props. And him using them to draw a card is definitely problematic, especially if you, you play it with singularity on three. And you got a lot of this stuff just popping out and you just start drawing, have a card drawing machine. I see it being problematic with Doom too because uh, uh, the machine is going to make him cost one less. You know, so it'd be interesting to see what people come up with. Uh, thoughts on Ultron? Put out all the swarm stuff and see what it works. <laughs> uh, you got eight outriders on, uh, on super villains. You got uh, there's already four Ultrons for villains. Yep. So, uh, you know, you got that. You got 16 Sentinels characters. Right, yeah. So, time to pull it out and see what happens. Maybe Queen can work. Maybe Ultron can work. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this is... Uh... You know, maybe a few other... Maybe a few other MCs that uh, we've looked at that uh, have sentinels in it, or that you can put sentinels or something else in it can work. I don't know. Yeah. It's worth looking at. Oh, I, I, I like, I mean, drawing an extra card, drawing an extra card for a swarm deck, that's great. I definitely think you'll be Let's drawing more than do. that. Especially if you got a situation like, uh, I mean, even just playing Madam Mask might be worth it just to draw additional cards because you can play Madam Mask, draw a card, then power her up and play the other one on the field and draw another card, you know. Um, and if you got another, some of these other ones that allow you to, uh, like Kang, Kang can appear for free, you know. So, like I said, I, I definitely see this being, uh, it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting to see uh, what people do with them. And with that being a support character, he can go in. He doesn't have to be in an Ultron deck. He can go in some other decks that already use Swarm. Because uh, who is that dude? Annihilus? Don't he keep bringing back the Annihilation Wave or some junk? Yep. So, um, what this dude say? Yeah. Launch Evasion Force, build Phase Green, search your hand and deck for Annihilation Wave supporting character, put it onto your side. So you basically cost you a green to bring this dude from your hand uh, and deck to bring him out for free. So I'm going to bring, I'm going to draw a card. Then I could play, you know, some other, some other junk and, and draw cards that way too. So, yeah. Yeah, this definitely got to get tested out. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So, let's see here. Yeah, we got the four drop Ultron. We got the main character Ultron. 
Next up, Radioactive Man. Um, mass five cost, range seven, four for stats with two health. Keyword, hard radiation. At the end of your turn, put a minus one, minus one counter on each character in the row in front of Radioactive Man. Radioactive Blast, main phase green, double the one, minus one, minus one counters on enemy front row characters. Interesting. So, like the article tells us, uh, at the end of the turn, put a one, one counter on each character in the row in front of Radioactive Man. That does, if he's in the back row, your front row will get negative counters. So, uh, both of these moves are have Hammer affiliation written all over it because of uh, Cloak and Dagger from Hammer. When they gain... You know, if you were to gain any negative counters, you actually turn them into positive counters. But also because uh, if this dude is in the front row because of Spin Doctor. Um, oh, it's at the end of your turn, so you wouldn't be able to double it that turn. Yeah. It's, it's the second week in a row you brought up Spin Doctor. That's hilarious. They keep talking <laughs> about negatives. Hammer, Hammer is the only one that seemed to be using them, you know. It's interesting that it's it's an it's an interesting yeah, card, man. yeah. Because uh, you can wind up KOing some folks you know, just using uh, hammer plot twist and and uh, comet falls, and then this dude actually winds up giving you another negative, you know, at the end of your turn uh, for the people in the front row. So it's like, okay, if I know that you got this, because you know a tournament coming up where I can see your deck and. You know, the uh, I know you playing this as your main five drop, then I'm going to have one character in the front row. You you know what I mean? So, but I, I can see this dude benefiting you with a cloak and dagger combo or even just having dagger out. You know, I play dagger on four and another two drop or I can play uh, dagger in cloak on five and play this dude on six knowing that everybody in my front row is about to gain counters, you know, plus counters. So thoughts on Radioactive Man? Yeah, it's interesting. To me, he's basically, he is, because he has two health too, right? So he basically either helps your swarm or hates on your enemy swarm. That's that's basically what I what I see when I look at when I saw the powers today. I'm like, okay, they got the cloak and dagger issue. Well, if you can get dagger out there, and you're running, a, you know, a, a bunch of weenies up front, or you just happen to have a big board up front, you can boost your entire you know your entire field with this guy. Right. That's pretty cool, especially considering you know Zemo can bring out extra right. characters, yeah. uh, and then. You know there are a few there are a few MCs or a few decks that have a lot of uh, either a lot of swarm weenies or just a lot of characters up front. You know, so if you're playing in those situations, you can put him up front and just put a hurting on your opponent. I, I mean, it's not. I don't think this is anything overpowering or anything unless swarm becomes you know a big deal, which maybe it will now. But it's it's a really good card. It's it's not something I would have thought of. I didn't no, see this me either. I think it's yeah. Good. I like it balanced out with the stats too, because it's like if it's in the back row, he can swing for seven, 
and on turn five, he can he can hit hard with the uh, with the seven attack. However, most of your dodge is turns three through five. Your characters have dodge, so but he can also swing up, you know, and hit a six drop because six drops uh, may may be weak enough to deal with. Because the average six drop is what six defense, maybe seven defense. You know, you got the rare rare situation yeah, where somebody might be uh, like Leviathan Beast. They might be six and eight. You know, like Leviathan Beast, Blob, something like that. Some of them are, you know, have eight defense, but they're a little a little bit weaker on the attack. But like I said, if he's gonna give them some negatives anyway, and he's got two health, eight hey, might as well you know put them in the front. They might be trying to block or stall or something like that, and they might have a whole bunch of people in the front row. And then you go ahead and just throw a whole bunch of negatives on them. The thing I like about it is he's probably going to get stunned on turn, uh, you know, the turn you play him. If you put those negatives on the enemy, he'll get stunned, but then he'll come back. And then you can flip the green, double the negatives that's on the people that still have them, play spin doctor, and now they got four negatives. You know, so um, it's going to cost you. But the odds of you getting some people stunned now is pretty high, you know, with, with four negatives. And um, now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, let's see. Who's the one? Who is that? Viper? Is she the one that dishes out? Viper from yeah, at the end of your turn, double the minus one, minus one counters on each enemy character. So those two might wind up comboing, uh, depending on how you want to play it, because she has poison darts, main phase red, put a minus one, minus one counter on up to two enemy characters, and then succumb to poison. At the end of your turn, double the minus one, minus one counters on each enemy character. So if she... if if Radioactive Man is out on five, and then you play her on six. Not that you would want to, but if you played her on six, he can flip the green, double the counters, and then she can double the counters. You know, at the end of the end of the turn, and he's still dishing out more negatives. So you can choose which ability takes effect first. Most likely, you're going to put his negatives on, and then her ability kicks in, and she'll double those counters. So if they got one counter and he flips the green, now they got two counters and then at the end of the turn, he puts counters on them again. Then her succumb to poison kicks in, they're going to have six counters. Negative counters. So that little combo might be able to get uh, looped around a little bit. Depends on you know what type of deck you, you're playing. I'm just, just thinking out you know, just thinking out loud. I don't see it being a game-breaking combo or anything like that, but I do see it doing some serious damage, especially if you were able to pull this off in the late game because you've got a stall deck or something like that. So uh, then keep in mind, too, if you play Cloak, every time somebody plays something, they're going to get negative counters on their end because obviously you wouldn't play Cloak and then hurt yourself. You'd most likely be playing Cloak and Dagger together. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they... uh, how they how they pull everything together? Yeah. Any additional thoughts on a uh, radioactive man? 
No, we can move All right, on. so last card. Plot twist, Masters of Evil, Team Stamp Plot Twist, out of time. Build phase. Remove your main character within enemy player's main character from the game with their counters and equipment. At the start of your next turn, each of those characters' owners put that character onto their side. Okay. So what they're saying is you're moving both your main characters out of the game, correct? And then at the start of your next turn, you're putting your characters back. Mm-hmm. How does that affect Nullifier? Nullifier? Like if your main character has Nullifier and it gets removed from the game, doesn't Nullifier say when it appears? Yep. So is Nullifier reset now? Uh, I believe so. But Nullifier never dealt with the contingency of coming off of, um, let's see. When Nullifier appears, name a keyword or superpower. Enemy characters lose and can't play and can't gain that power until Nullifier leaves play. Oh, Nullifier left play. Okay. So Nullifier leaves play, the Nullifier effect is negated. And then Nullifier comes back in because it appeared. Whoever is wearing the nullifier gets to now choose another keyword or superpower for nullifier to use. Yeah, that's interesting. I can see that being problematic, but obviously the the first issue is dark hold in this joint. Nullifier is kind of secondary, but if you play out of time and dark hold bounces this back to your hand. Until somebody can get this trash out of your hand, you can just keep looping it because Darkhold's going to come back at the beginning of your turn with your character, and then you can play this again and just stall all the way until you you get to where you want to be in the game. Any additional additional thoughts on uh, out of time? Hey man, uh, super awesome games was on some bull with this one, right? <laughs> I don't know if they just didn't think about it or or what, but this is not this is <laughs> not good, man. This allows this not every good. This is, this is not good. This allows every single character to stall. Yeah, and you got to have a master of evil character and all that type of stuff. But this allows every character to have the opportunity to become a stall deck now. So anybody who gets XP during their build phase, and if your character doesn't get XP during their build phase, oh, it won't even matter because now you're locking your whole opponent out of the uh, out of the whole equation. Is there any type of uh, reaction ability? That's going to KO that plot twist. I mean, not KO the plot twist. KO the uh, KO the uh, equipment off. Because I can't even think if you appear. Yeah, no. you're right. I can't think of anything that would trigger. No, there is not. Yikes! That's that's messed up. So the only thing you can use the only thing is Royce's ability is Royce. <laughs> You can, the only thing you can use is Royce's ability to stop this out of time. That's it. And that's 
that's not even saying that they got more than one. Either race or nullifying or nullifying the, the uh, dark hole. The dark right. hole. That's that's it. But that won't even work. Man, that's, because you that's can nullify not, the dark hole, and they can still use out of time to not bounce it. You know, you know what I mean. It's not. Yeah, I mean, but it, but at least you don't get the. The problem is the loop. The problem isn't that you can use out of time. Out of time by itself is fine, as strong as it is. But that infinite loop, where if you get if you get ahead on on wounds on an MC, you can literally just keep playing this until time runs out. That's crazy. No, I feel you. I definitely, I definitely feel you on that. That's that's um. No man. <laughs> They're gonna be a right. They gonna get some rider coming on this real quick. When I first saw this. <laughs> man, uh, I, I thought that what was that? Man, was that look, song back in the day. <laughs> Smoking on hey 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 in the middle of the bar. Yeah, like super awesome games, dude. I don't know what y'all was smoking, but this is easily, easily this, this here the most broken combo in the game. Easily. Because agent is going to allow you to get what you need. Global is going to allow you to get what you need. Um, Wakanda and the yellow. Oh, let me just go ahead and grab this this dark hole. Turn three. Infinite loop. Game. Blouses. You know, so it's like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe something. The problem is, it's it's, it's very, it's just very easy to it pull is. off. And 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 uh, there is one more thing. Uh, Dark Phoenix can ruin it too by taking away plot twists. But again, if you're running this, you're probably running Dark Phoenix, right? So you can call keywords. <laughs> you know, you can call keywords, and now she can't even right. do that. Yeah. Hmm. It, man, look. <laughs> it's, it, this obviously is just an oversight, man. I mean, <laughs> it has to be, but man, I, look. I think it. I don't think it's necessarily an oversight because here's <laughs> the issue. The issue is your main character isn't taking wounds either. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah, I take that back. You know why? Because... If I bring your main character in and I have the runner, I can attack you during the build phase, but you can't attack me. Because I'm going to attack you, put a wound on you with the runner. The runner gets stunned. He goes face down because of uh, the celestial god, whatever, whatever. So he doesn't even leave the field. And then I play this card, bounce it back to my hand, and we both leave. And then we come back and I can watch the rest repeat because the, one, the runner is still out there. You know what I'm saying? And if I got a deck where I'm going to be putting this on on three, I could just keep playing Falconer and pulling. Uh, oh no, your your main character is gone. So how would I get access to you? Stealth on the runner. I could put stealth on the runner. Chances are you might not have leveled. So it's it's a it's a way using the runner to be putting wounds on you and then make you make you disappear. You know what I'm saying? 
I wouldn't even thought about the runner if it wasn't for Jamar. You, that is possible. Right. That is and possible. Like you said, because I think the whole purpose of the, t- the card is, hey, both your main characters are leaving in the build phase, so you shouldn't be able to attack. But the problem is, if I have a character that can gain um, XP, my character can be big and yours can stay small because you're not having an opportunity to gain XP. You know what I'm saying? And then before I yeah, right, that makes so sense. before I end the build phase, I play out of time and we leave, and then we go into the main phase, and it's just our SCs duking it out. But like I said, with the runner being able to attack during the build phase, then that means I could put damage on you when you can never put damage on me with this infinite loop. If you don't have anything that can stop this loop, stop me from playing out of time, I can kill you and never get touched just by playing the runner. You know, and then you got people like like to even make this even more jacked up. I can play um, that alchemist dude and make the runner huge. You know what I'm saying? So the runner will always be big enough yeah. to, to stun you. You know? So I can I can play him, spend the, the resources necessary to keep making the runner big, and then I can play, because if I'm never getting hit, I can play whatever I want in my deck, because I don't need any type of synergy. I just need you to do what I need you to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's just going to be various combos that's going to constantly get played. And if the runner keeps getting big enough, and I give him stealth, and it's at least eight ways for me to give him stealth, okay, fine. Let me go ahead and hit him with this, you know, the, uh, the, um, active camo, or I'm going to hit him with the, uh, what is it? You can't see me, or he can't see me. So I got eight ways to get my character stealth. And if I look at Mr. Uh, look at Mr. Sinister, Mr. Sinister can give me flight. So if you can't even block, I could just fly over you every time with the runner. Because I've already stalled out to turn three. I've already started my stall game on turn three. And the runner probably been there from jump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so yeah, this is uh, Yeah, this is a this is definitely a this, tragic, this tragic is, deck in the meat making, dude. Listen to you focusing on the actual somewhat fair stuff for the color. <laughs> it's it's uh it it is something has to be done. Now now maybe there's something in the pipeline in this box that we don't know about that can remove cards that remove equipment from cards that appear or something like that or can automatically stun somebody when they appear. But man, look <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this I'm sitting up here trying to brainstorm on all the things that could possibly mess with this. Like uh, the Grandmaster, I mean, not Grandmaster, the Collector MC can steal the uh, Dark Hole. <laughs> I'm thinking of, I'm trying to think of every little thing. It's just not enough. It's not. It better be something in this set that can deal with this because, man. Yeah, like I said, Grandmaster's ability, you'd already have to be level two. So when they play that equipment, you can you can put it in your collection. If if and that is possible, yeah, that's possible. 
It is possible to get level two quickly with Grandmaster. True. Build your I, deck I, correctly, you build the deck right. That's one hundred percent. But you shouldn't have to be doing that to deal with one plot. I one hundred percent agree. Not to deal with one plot twist and one equipment. You know, this 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 crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens because I, per usual, I guess we got to have some type of data to support these theories. You know, so um, I don't know how many online tournaments we're going to have to run through with uh, folks just getting straight up murdered <laughs> by this card. You know, so. I don't think we need theories for this. I hope not, dude. <laughs> I don't. Especially, especially since uh, we, we only have these online tournaments. You know, we don't have anything official. You know, like somebody reach out to Ben and Danny and be like, hey, man. This mess is broken. <laughs> it is broken. <laughs> need need to go back to hey guys. Uh, but do say in Spider Man, go back to formula. You need to take it back to formula, man. <laughs> <laughs> take it back to formula, because uh, and I, I mean I love the, the the flavor of the card is old for right. Yeah, but man, yeah. I, like that's why I say I think they either have something else coming or they this is just an oversight because I, I see what they were going. I think I think I know what they were going for, but right, yeah, yeah. Dark Hold is just no man. You can't you can't do that. <laughs> you can't not do that. <sighs> yeah, we'll we'll see. It, it'll be uh. This card was strong even without right, that. It is. it is. You don't need Dark Hole for this to be a threat, to be honest with you. Because um, if you build your deck correctly, you can just stall on the turns that you don't play this. And you can just play this every other turn. Because the easy, easiest way, if you don't have Dark Hole, is just to play Rocket. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go over here. I'm going I'm to play... Um, play out of time then during my main phase i flip you know i play you know flip the red for rocket and i get out of time back in my hand you know what i mean that's it Mm. and next turn when i bring everybody back i can still play this during the build phase that's it (laughs) so and then worse yet because you got keys coming up you can have plenty of basics i play rocket on three Right, and then uh, I hide rocket so I can get out of time back where he couldn't see me or some junk because I'm using stealth on on uh, the runner, but the runner is already big enough to do whatever. So then on four, I play uh, keys, and I can still use rocket even if I don't have a red. I just play keys ability on rocket. I flip whatever basic color I want or or nowhere, and I pull this joint back out the, the KO pile. As long as I can keep playing Rocket and flipping Reds, I could keep using this as a more expensive version of Dark Hole. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Man. So, it, yeah, it, it is right. It's, it, it, <laughs> it like, it's, it's, it's just problematic all around, dude. It's just problematic all around. And the funny part about it is they started off with such a great balanced MC as far as Henry Pym because it's going to be hard to get off his ability 
and you're like, okay, well, how many, I need to get the, the yellows, I need to play Build a Better World, and some A-Force characters, I need to flip these yellows as fast as possible, because remember, we used to go through the same thing, well, who was that? Um, the dude from um, Defenders, that flying dude from Defenders, we used to have a hard time dealing with him, because he needed to flip that yellow three, t- three turns in a row in order to level up. To my night yeah. but it wasn't worth it. With Ant Man having a, a similar level up condition, it's definitely worth it because it's like okay, Nighthawk could be like okay, um, because what is he? Soul, soul, air. Is that it? Yeah. You gain a recruit point. To me, that's not enough. Yeah, the, the difference is the difference is Hank Pym is helping himself by drawing a card. Exactly. Exactly. Gaining a recruit point doesn't do enough for me. I would rather have Hank him be no flight, no range, zero six with five attack, a five uh, health versus Nighthawk who has flight two five for uh, and five health for stats. Because gaining a recruit point is not doing enough for me in order for me. Because ideally, what are you doing on turn one? I'm gonna flip this yellow. I'm gonna gain a recruit point. Then I'm gonna play Kane and I'm gonna go get another yellow. That's ideally what you would want to do. Same thing you would do with Star-Lord. Okay, I'm going to flip this yellow. I'm going to gain, uh, make somebody cost one less, and then I'm going to play Mantis, so my next turn is going to be, you know, turn, my next turn is technically turn three. But with Hank Pym, it's like, hey, if I draw a card, either way it goes, that's one less. I'm increasing my ability to get to what I need or, or at least put cards in my hand by 50%. You know what I mean? So yeah. you got Build a Better World, you got Iron Man. You know, you could use uh, Dramatic Entrance to bring Iron Man out to flip your yellows or your wilds back over. So it's, it's so many ways you can build that can really help you, you know, uh, get Ant-Man, uh, get to level, you know, get Hero Pym to level two. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's, it's fair. Because you can always get this stopped, and oh, now I got to pack in some cosmos and all that type of stuff, and he has to attack. And, you know, well, he didn't have to attack, but he's an attack MC, you know, or defensive MC. He's not doing any any shenanigans as far as uh, helping all wind decks too much because he doesn't even have flight or range. He can't hide anybody, you know. So I, I think he's a really balanced MC. And then the very last card we see breaks the whole game. Now what the crap? You, you know, so <laughs> it's like, okay, did not see that coming. You know, so. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it, it's, it's nothing else to say, man. Yeah. All right. This ball is in y'all court, Ben and Danny. Especially uh, we get enough of these vaccines around so we can pull off Gen Con. Please don't have us just have a whole out of time <laughs> Gen Con. You know what I'm saying? Because that's going to be kind Biden of... Said we're gonna have those, Biden said we're going to have those vaccines by May, so... I hope so. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> right, right. So, like I said, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, any last thoughts? Uh, just briefly, man. I'm, we got this QC3 going on, and I'm getting excited about it. Uh, so excited that I've s- foolishly joined up in the two other tourneys <laughs> at the same time. 
uh, it's just there's just a uh, just for fun like casual turn mm-hmm. that's doing a list format. Right. You know I love the list format, so I'm getting in there just to have some fun. And there's the seal tournament that Keith McGee runs. Gotcha. So I feel like I need to get my deck building uh, muscles turning. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Uh, like what like what we coming up with for um, QC three? I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to the strategies. Yeah. That people are going to use to build their decks, and um, I'm actually more excited or just as excited about seeing you know who's playing and what order they're playing in and what they're playing as I am playing. So I'm ready to get into that too for sure. I know you got a few things you're working on. Yeah, so. yeah. Like I said, uh, if I could be, I'd definitely be in more tournaments, but. Uh time time would not allow it so uh we'll see see how uh, everybody's stuff goes so i'm I'm like i'm looking forward to see what everybody does yeah but we'll go ahead and wrap this up be interesting to see what comes out next week if it's going to balance the game out or if it's going to just leave us hanging in this broken state it's your boy cell along with my co-host it's Vern Lee. All right. So you can reach out to us at Team Apex for the win at gmail.com. It's Team Apex for the win. Spell the whole thing out at gmail.com. See you guys in the collective. Have a wonderful evening. <laughs>